0: okay well this is uh coach randy swain and we're Welcome to the Organization Maneuverability Radio Show, and very uh, honored to to be here. Uh, very honored for to have the listeners uh, listening in, and I'm very honored to have a uh, um, uh, a fellow colleague and a friend that uh, that we've known each other for about 13 years now, and very honored to have him as a guest on the show. And so uh, his name is Ruby Ho, and I'm very honored to have him here. And so uh, what what I'll do is just to introduce it, I'll uh, I'll let Ruby take a minute and kind of introduce himself. I I know a lot about him, but I'll let him share what he would like to about uh, uh, his journey. I know we both had a journey in coaching and things like that. And so, uh, Ruby, uh, welcome to the show. Glad and honored to have you on
1: it. Hey, Randy, first of all, thank you. Ditto, by the way, both on the friendship and, and the professional relationship we had for the past 13 years. For you just taking time and and um, and thank you, audience, for for listening in. Uh, so the short of it is, I've been playing in this realm we'll call coaching now for uh, wow 15 years across mm-hmm. multiple industries and. Um, uh, definitely has evolved from what it was when I left corporate America back in, the, again, 15 years ago and what it's become. We'll talk a lot more about that today. So anyway, thank you so much, Randy, for, for having me.
0: Cool, cool. Well, I'll tell you what, it's an honor to have you and I'm glad that uh, that you're here. And and Ruby, I know you had an interesting uh, aspect uh, or an interesting insight uh, that, that you wanted to bring with this. And I, I welcome you to kind of take a, take a little bit here and kind of share it. And I know we'll be yeah, communicating yeah, yeah. as we go, but
2: uh, just uh, it.
1: introduce it and share it. Thank you so much. And and I, I will digress a moment and say um, everything I share, definitely based on firsthand experience and, and my journey and, um, no disrespect to anybody in the profession of coaching and what they do and or anything whatsoever it's purely from the the school of ruby Ho here and <laughs> if we if, we rewind, <laughs> yeah, well, well, Randy, if we, we rewind a little bit back yeah uh, coaching was such a new term especially in the professional realms we had everything from uh, life coaching to executive coaching to mental coaching you name it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, executive coaching has definitely in my view um, transformed throughout the years and you know randy way back when i was an adjunct pro- professor at the same time helping people learn how to become executive coaches and, and just working in corporate america and so while executive coaching on its own is is very relevant and helpful and um what I have experienced throughout the years especially is because my evolution of first starting with individual contributors and then with managers and then with directors and then with VPs and all of a sudden I'm in boardrooms to the point where a hundred percent of my focus has w- really been with senior leaders especially for the past seven years at least
2: mm-hmm.
1: is this evolution of from executive coaching what I was purely, to now, what I call myself, uh I call myself the company coach. Mm-hmm. And when I say company coach, it is the focus on both company performance and company leadership. But hang with me. Mm-hmm. The, the relevance of leadership is still very, very relevant, but it can't decouple company performance. And so right. I call I, I, I term it the evolution of my role of what was 15 years ago, executive coaching all the way. Now I truly call myself the company coach. Mm -hmm. And so I specialize in performance and leadership and Randy. So I term it. I call myself an enterprise performance coach and enterprise executive coach. Hmm. So it becomes where an executive coach can focus with the leader. And what would you say skew towards behavior and communication and other areas that are not so business relevant? Mm-hmm. The company coach, which I, it's more me, if I'm very I, honest, I, I very skew much more towards an entrepreneurial type of mindset, mm-hmm. CEO type of mindset. Yeah. And so it was a, a right balance. And so now my evolution, per se. Is really working with leadership as they drive performance, and and I'm not saying leadership, the the component of how you lead is still very important. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to company performance, I say this respectfully: leadership is a secondary, very critical byproduct. And so, company coach—that's that's, that's yeah. the evolution.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and it's interesting, Ruby, the way you describe that and, and and very much in the way that I think as well, because you know what, it it's not just about going with an academic picture in your mind as to what my coach is supposed to do. Right. It, as I tell people, everybody in your company, everybody that is on your team is a little different.
1: Well, uh, you'll you'll love this, Randy, Yeah, especially from you, brother, is we both know that if you're really going to be relevant, and I see their background coaching for relevance, if you're really going to be relevant with these executives, they definitely want you to also have been through, in quotes, war. Yeah. So if, and I know hands down, who would an executive... I'd rather work for or with somebody who's book smart as an executive coach, or somebody mm. who's been through war. Yeah. Well, guess what? yeah. And so you carry that back, background like myself. And yeah. what I found at the beginning, Randy, was like, if I'm not helping them drive their performance and help them lead, and just help them lead, the relatability factor, it's um. I don't want to be book smart with them. I want to be a part right. with them. Right. That's right.
0: That's right. And you know, one of the things, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of throw this out from a neuroscience picture, but what you're saying is exactly right. Because if you go with what a lot of people do today, where it's just the book smart kind of stuff, what happens is when you think about the way the brain works, People don't assess the situation based on what it really is right here. What their brain has a tendency to do is to just go back to rote academic comfort zones. And guess what? This situation that your company is in and your team is in, and that's also very realistic when you're dealing with pilots, which is a lot of my world. And, you know, because... You know, not everything fits a purely road academic thing. And yeah. can your leader develop your team so that they can get radical results in such a situation?
1: Correct. And, and really and see. So, it. so that's
0: very aligned with what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And so what? What? What I have found in my, in my for me, I am no smarter than anyone on planet Earth. It, me it, either, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, brother. It, it's the exposure though now. It's mm-hmm. like I have I've been very blessed, very, very blessed and privileged to work with over 86 different type of organizations across many different industries. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there was this point now where holy cow, somebody like me, who was versed in how to be an executive coach, all of a sudden became competent in seeing. The same types of methodologies and strategies and business models and processes and organizations as it pertains to company performance. Mm-hmm. And there was that tipping point for me where I, I was, two things happened. With that tipping point, I realized holy cow, I'm no longer just an executive coach. I actually understand these strategic scenarios and issues this sounds super arrogant as much as the executives, if not Mm. more so than Mm. them. And Mm -hmm. it was because of the broadened experience. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so that's why I said, I would even venture to say that if an executive coach wants to grow in their relevance, they have to show that demonstrated. And here's the key word. Not book smart. That's right. They need to show the demonstrated experience because and this really speaks to you too, man. You got to have been there, done that. Otherwise, you're just speaking from book smarts. Yeah. And and, 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 and they'll know, by the way. They'll know and, it. And you know what? They
0: will. And one of the things you're describing, and I'll just throw this out, it's a key aspect of leadership that is way bigger and way deeper than most people realize today. And that is this aspect of modeling for your team. You know, with what you're talking about, if you're just going to rote academic things, you're not modeling the behavior that's going to get your team there. When they see what you're doing differently and they see the benefit of it, that they yeah. wouldn't have seen before, all of a sudden they go, wow, yeah, let's do
1: this. And by the way, so as you, you and I both knew, because we're, we just know each other so well and, and just the topic, we're both very passionate and competent in that we'll naturally think aloud, loud. And here's one of them that came to mind as you're sharing this, Randy is so two things about, you've heard the term imposter syndrome. Yep. Okay. So two things. Imposter syndrome is very real. Yes, it is, and it is also associated to not having been there, done that. By the way. Yep. And so, uh, and again, I'm not mm-hmm. a psychologist or a therapist when I say so. How do you come and po- overcome imposter syndrome? It's actually very simple, and I and and I'm saying this whether you're an executive coach or a company coach like me. Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> Go through <laughs> it. Right. So once you. Yep. Once you go through enough experiences, then you no longer have to feel like you're an imposter. That's right. And so my counsel to anybody listening is until then you kind of do fake it till you make it. Meaning you do use the book smarts. You, you, you do use the methodologies. You do use the processes. But what I would also say is, be vulnerable enough to go, we're on this journey together. I want to be super clear in saying this. It doesn't mean you can't help an executive who might have more experience than you. That's right. All that means is there's a point where, okay, I'm still learning that, but I still can be, you embrace where you are not an imposter from the executive coaching front. Does that make sense? What I just said, Randy?
0: It, it, it totally does. And, you know, it's interesting because, uh, like you said, it's walking the journey. And it's yeah. not just doing the book smarts, but applying the book smarts, but being aware. And this is kind of one thing you're saying there, being aware of the factors that tweak and be aware of what you weren't aware of at the beginning of it and yes. and and how you need to apply exactly what you're talking about to learn and grow and become and make a difference in the team. Yeah, and, And that's huge. And you'd be surprised at how many times with pilots and as you know, you know, certifying and training pilots and mentoring and coaching, uh, you know, instructors and examiners is one thing that I do uh, on on the outside here, too. But you'd be surprised at how many times I've heard an instructor say, well, this should have been like this
1: because it's constantly. Well, guess what? Murphy is who he is. It always isn't that. That's what I love about um, you sharing these common parallels because you, I know you talk often about organizational maneuverability.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: guess what? This is exactly that. We can yeah. have – there's a difference, as you will know, preaching to the mm-hmm. pastor here. And i <laughs> I'm the pastor here. Well, co-pastors. <laughs> yeah, pastors Randy, but – Organizational maneuverability happens through experience, not through a book. That's right. That's right. And so the more actually accelerated growth happens through experience, not a book.
2: Yep.
1: And what comes to mind is I call it the I the here here's I call it the ideal blessing. An ideal blessing for any coach. Mm -hmm. is to have so much business they can't keep up. That's called an ideal blessing. (laughs) Yeah. But how does that happen? If you want the sustainable way, the repeatable way, it is embracing the issues or problems at hand that the executives that you partner with are dealing with at the enterprise level and what Mm -hmm. that relevance is to them as the individual leader. And when you get really, really versed and good at it, then the word of mouth growth will happen on its own. Yeah, And then all of a sudden, what happens is you become that organizational maneuverability dude or dudette. Mm -hmm. And so full circle back, that's what I mean as it pertains to company coach versus executive coach. And between you and me, Randy, I believe that the, actually, I'm going to make a, a bold prediction that the evolution of executive yeah. coaching is company coaching.
0: And, and I think there's a lot to that because it's that application part of it. It's yeah. not just filling a square.
1: Well, which, think about this. So yeah. you've, heard the, you've heard the term VUCA. Yeah, sure have. So volatile, uns, um, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Mm-hmm. We are in a world that is more VUCA than it has ever been in our lifetime. Brother. That's true. That's true. So Not only do we need organizational maneuverability, um, how do you answer the question? And I love the tagline that you have coaching relevance. Mm-hmm. Coaching relevance is we're helping not only the leaders, but the organizations that they lead handle both survivability and thriveability as yeah. it pertains to VUCA. Now yeah. here's a, here's a fun question. Okay. Who on the inside has those chops to help the senior leaders do that? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the answer is no one that's because right. they're actually part of the organization. Yes. So that's why the evolution of executive coaching to company coach is a significant deal because I'm, again, I'm very, very, very blessed to the organizations that I do serve as yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and, and let me ask you this, if you don't mind me uh, asking, definitely. you don't have to share anything specific yeah. from an organization that you worked with or anything like that. Yeah. But what do you, just in your experience of people, because I've had some too, I'll just share one thing real quick, but here yeah. in a minute, but. What are some of the things that you saw as really standing in the way of your clients being able to overcome that and get there?
1: Brother, and and, and how'd you kind of do that in a general this, sense? Maybe have drinks in hand because there's some fun conversation but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 but let me give you some let me give you some leadership ones and let me give okay. you some company performance ones cuz they're all they're all existing, right? Yeah. Now. They are they let me, are. Let me give you a leadership one. Okay. Uh, And it is very, very, I'll give you, uh, heck, two or three. Mm -hmm. But the first one is this. I call it the big A. And there's actually an expert I know in the UK uh, had a conversation with him. He specializes only in this, and that is alignment. Yes. Yeah. So somebody who's not privileged or in working with a lot of corporations might not see it so clearly Mm -hmm. And might think, well, you know, you have a CEO, you think it would be so easy to get a company aligned. And actually, it's very, very, very hard. When you have typically type A leaders owning their verticals, nobody wants to be the support. Everybody wants to be the lead. So you're trying to drive alignment. If you have misalignment, then you have 10 different strategies And everybody working on all 10 because nobody's converging to one. That is huge. Well, if you have misalignment and you have 10 different strategies, you know what you have? You have a thousand different priorities, not one. Right. And so now you're already stretched thin. Mm -hmm. So you think from the leadership side, let's say you and I, Randy, we work with one vertical out of the 10. You get one, Mm -hmm. I get one. Okay. But we already see how misaligned they are. So mm-hmm. as an executive coach, not a company coach, as an executive coach, you know how hard it is to align the rest of the verticals who, by the way, you or I do not work with? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, oh, So I saw that clear as day and I was like, how do I morph my role so that I can handle the convergence at the company level? And so what I started doing, Randy, was I redefined who I was. Mm-hmm. So when I came on to a company, they go, well, what, what do you do as an executive coach? I said, well, hold on a minute. Yeah, I, I can do executive coaching, but actually my, 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 my biggest value add mm-hmm. is as a company coach.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: so, so alignment is one. Yeah. Which, which yeah. By the way, prioritization. I often say, Randy, it's not coming up with priorities that's the problem. Right. It's prioritizing our priorities, brother. Right. Big problem. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So, from the business performance side, that's it. Very, it very much marries into the leadership performance. But like, here's analogous to what we do within an individual. And you know, with me, I often talk about people's superpowers and superpower lanes. Yeah, yeah. Well, from the business performance side, the first challenge is validating that we are actually performing within our wheelhouse, within our superpower. Mm -hmm. We are not veering away from our core superpower because that happens. Yeah, We're not veering away from our visions. We're not veering away from our strategies. We are on point with our strategies. Yeah, But once we have that firmed up and aligned to, mm-hmm. and this is where even uh, HR folks will say, well, that's kind of our role. Well, kind of, yes and no. <laughs> yeah, that's what, true. What, what, what I'm about to say. Yeah. Matching our talent to deliver on the right strategies, and here's a key word, fit the right strategies. So that is actually a little different. Yeah. So when you combine business performance with the leadership at the company level, so those are the scenarios. So in another way of saying it, it's essentially – as a chief performance and leadership officer-like role, mm-hmm. you're helping shepherd the leader, senior leadership and the organization to both perform, align, integrate, and grow in yeah. leadership. Yeah. That
0: makes sense. You know what? It, it totally does, and I'll I'll just share this with what you just talked about in both directions. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. That there there's been one or two times in my career where I had to lead up to take exactly. me and my boss exactly. where we where I right. knew we both wanted to go, and the way it yeah. was done was very effectively. And there was one other case where I'll just kind of share this just for a minute. But uh, when I was a uh, uh, working over at uh, Griffiths Air Force Base in a strategic air defense training contractor flying jets. To support you know the strategic air defense folks, and um, uh, there, the manager that was the of the operation was kind of struggling with some things, and I don't mean personal things. It just he wasn't effective, and everybody was going crazy. and And yeah, uh, yeah. the the head of the organization worldwide basically gave me a call at home, and asked me what I would do. And I said, well, one thing's for sure. And he said, what's that? And he said, uh, these people need to know that when they're in our office, that's our living room. And if there's no clients involved and no military people in there, they can say anything they want to do. Yeah. uh, Say anything they want about the company, about the schedule, about whatever. Mm
2: -hmm. And they'll
0: never hear about it again. And he was like, what, what that's, well, that's different. I said, I know. He said, why do you say that? And I said, well, one of two, there's two reasons. I said, one is, and this goes a little bit about what you're talking about. I said, one is that, If they feel like they're struggling or really getting into this, I want them to vent it in our living room and not at 35,000 feet where safety is critical. And he looked at me, goes, well, that's a good point. I said, I thought so. But I said, the second point is even more critical. And he said, what's that? And I said, the second point is if I'm going to lead these people, I have to know what they're thinking and I have to be willing to listen and communicate with them. Right. And he's he, the phone was very quiet for about 10 seconds. And then he said, Randy, I said, yeah, he said, would you go down there and do that? And I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he he actually, you know, not vindictively, but they let the other manager go and brought me in. And about three months later, uh, they uh basically published a, a document that basically said that I took a problem site and turned it into the showcase of the company in mid time because I didn't go with academic sort of leadership things. You gotta kinda do what I say, but I was able to connect it in as a as yeah. you said, as as a company leader and manager and, and connect with the people in a way that got it there. And well, so yeah. one just just one picture of kind of what you're talking about.
1: Well, you'll, you'll, you'll love this uh, statement, uh, Randy. Is when the crap hit this, hits the fan, you're not looking for a book. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> when the crap hits the fan, you're not looking for a book. And and the second thing is having the ability to uh, storm, form, and norm real time is actually a growth in leadership for everyone. So you you grow in leadership. You grow in teen, you get yep. comfortable doing that. And then there's a there's a third thing that, and I'll be the first to say it, is that I don't care who you are, you can be the consummate revered CEO on planet Earth, but it is very lonely at the top. And anybody who will be will be honest enough to hold up the mirror and be transparent will know what I'm about to say is you always want to be healthily and respectfully challenged. Why? Because sometimes you you think you're questioning yourself, but if nobody's pushing back, you don't know if it's really the right call. There you go. We there never you never know that, Randy. There you go. Sometimes we do. But there's are some – remember, VUCA, it's yep. so – Ambiguous sometimes you don't yes, know. Yes, it is. So, to have a healthy dude, you got my back. Do that, you got my back. Are we sure we want to do this? Yeah. And by the way, even if it's the wrong call, we do it together. We pivot together. Or,
0: or you may, it may be initially what looked like the wrong call, but you know what? One day down the road, you pivot in a different direction and it becomes exactly the right strategy.
2: Together going, though. Whoa, together.
1: together. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right exactly right so anyway many things call come to mind with that example and you think about the whole theme really of today's conversation is truly how do you create organizational maneuverability for your leaders for Mm -hmm. your teams for your companies for yourself you have to continually evolve there you go And, and again I want to be super clear. Like I said at the beginning, I'm not, it's executive coaching on its own is great. Yes. Yes. Some people are cut out and I happen to be one of the, some people to be a, to evolved to the levels of company coach. Yeah. It's not for everyone, Yeah. but the, it just depends on a number of factors. One, the, the level of impact that you want to have. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, And if you want to get through that experience to be able to evolve to that, but they're both super valuable. I want to be super clear in saying that, Randy, I don't want to get anybody mad. Yeah. Truly, they're very valuable, but they're very different. Yes, they are. And I'll tell you what, they're both applicable and
0: it, and oh, it's yeah, amazing for sure. sure. And yeah. well I'll tell you what I know I know the time is getting a little bit close. Um, uh, a great discussion today Ruby and it's all and it, like I said it's been been I know we've seen each other on social media and stuff but I mean it just it's a great to be with you for the first time in a long time and maybe we'll do it again look forward to it. And yeah, sure. uh, well, let me ask you this. I mean you just mentioned one or two summaries. Anything else you want to add as a as sort of a summary of the discussion that you'd yeah. like to kind of pass on?
1: You know, thank you, Randy. I what I often say to myself is the the realm of helping optimize companies and leadership is my mission field. There you go. And my 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 message to the folks who might stumble upon this or happen to be listening or seeing is this: if that's you, um, in terms of helping leaders, individuals, teams evolve and grow then uh the realm of the i'll call it the spectrum of executive to company coach it's definitely you're you're in the right arena it's not going yeah. anywhere we think yeah. about the times right now of chat gpt and ai and but guess what so long as there are human beings involved in businesses and organizations they're gonna need this yep so and, like hopefully, keep, and hopefully keep they'll be involved thing, for man. a long time <laughs> exactly man you know uh, I have no interest helping robots, but I definitely have interest <laughs> helping people, and there you go, I, I hope your listeners do too. Um, but it, it is a great—I've been very blessed to to be part of this <laughs> profession, and you too, Randy. I would have never met you, so you know that—that's my message. It's like, um, this is definitely the realm of the spectrum of coaching to help others.
0: Cool, cool. Well, I tell you what, that's that's awesome, and uh, you've been such a blessing on it today, the Ruby. And let me just uh, take a, a a few seconds here and just kind of share with people if somebody would like to reach out and connect with you or anything like that. Uh, you know, I don't know on LinkedIn or whatever. You know, on your website or whatever. If there's anything you'd like to share as far as how to perhaps reach out to you, feel free.
1: Yeah, really easily. It could be at uh, rubyho corp at gmail dot com r-u-b-i-h-o-c-o-r-p or ruby at the ruby ho group or you can google ruby ho and i'll pop up you know pretty easy but reach out to me anytime you know i i I really genuinely mean that sounds good well i'll tell you what ruby i know it's
0: uh, been a great show for the last 30 minutes uh we'll go ahead and uh uh, move on to other stuff if we need to and uh but i'll tell you what it's just been a pleasure and an honor having you on it's been a great to see you on the the system here and all and i know you and i'll be staying in touch likewise brother thank you okay take care yeah